We're nearly two years in, and it can be difficult to tell what's coming when the political and social rules keep changing. In 2020, I predicted that masks would be gone in six months. But what will happen next? Will the vaccine narrative crumble like the lockdowns? And what about masks? I'm Andrew Elliott. I'm here with my brother, Nick, and we'd like to welcome you to the Sounding Board podcast. Make sure you visit us at soundingboard.com, rate, review and share this podcast with your friends and family, and join the debate on our Telegram channel by going to t.me forward slash soundingboard. It's great to have you with us. After the last episode where you talked about social media, I decided to give a couple a try. Right. So uh, the first one I went, well, I went back to was Parler because I saw Jordan Peterson had, had like, stuck out a tweet, and I think he retweeted it at least once, saying that um, for the you know for a period of time I'm going to go back, I'm going to go to right. give Parler a try, um, and he was talking about you know the importance of free speech and that kind of thing. So I thought I'd give that a go because obviously we were both on there before. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I didn't really have a good experience. So um, tell us about that then. Well, it was just so I logged on and uh, it didn't seem to remember anything about me. So my, um, you know, I think well, they we, did. They did lose all their servers. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I guess that's what it was. Um, but um, even things like uh, so, I didn't have like the ring around my um, my avatar. I didn't even have an avatar. Didn't have oh, a really? background. Forgot all. So of your that. user was there. My user was there, but there was no information about it. Um, I'll be interesting to log in myself because I'm still on their mailing list, but I haven't logged in since we left, kind of thing. And it seemed to, I couldn't, I mean, my feed was just, I had to kind of, I was having to like refollow people and stuff. Right. And so I so I kind of binned that off pretty quickly. I thought if I could just go straight back in there. At least you'd have a starting point. At least I had a starting point, but I didn't, I didn't really have the time to kind of build it up again. So that was that gone. And I thought, right, I'll try Getter because you talked about Getter and it being a nicer atmosphere and a bit a bit freer and, and, and yeah. that kind of thing. Didn't have a good experience of that either. Well, you are you are starting from complete scratch. No, this is worse. Oh, this right. is worse than that. So I I, lo- I I didn't have an account for Getter at all. I, yeah. I'd had the app on my phone for probably a few weeks since Joe Rogan and Dave Smith said they'll, oh, they'll be on it. You were kind of that, preparing. Downloaded yeah. it, but just never yeah. never actually got around to it. Created an account that was all fine. Followed a few users. Um, found Joe Rogan. Found yeah. Dave Smith. Found a few people. Went to the uh, you know kind of updated my details. Um, went to the main feed. Nothing. Just wouldn't give me anything. From, from, from oh, anybody. So this is, is this like a problem with the app? I don't know. I mean, but, you're on you're on Fruit Phone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing. Kind of uninstalled, reinstalled it again. Tried it. Nothing. So I've been that off as well and went back to Twitter. So I'll probably try them again in, in the future. But then I was trying to think, why am I still on Twitter? There's, there's got to be there's got to be something that's, that's kind of keeping me on Twitter. And I think I've worked out what it is. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have that many followers. I don't get much traction on, on, on that many things. Um, but one of the things I do quite like doing is replying to tweets that I think are going to go either viral or going to get attention mm. with something witty or just ripping into people. Well, you want to be that guy. And, you know, <laughs> winding people up and making people laugh and, and that kind of thing. And because all the lefties, all the idiots are on Twitter... You have to be I there. have to be on Twitter to troll them. Sure. So that's... that. I think I've worked out that's what I do. So some, somebody will say something stupid, I'll reply to that and I'll just get kind of likes and retweets from, from that. Yeah, um, and you can't do that on you can't do that on Getter and Parler because 
they're just not there. So I think I'll probably stay on Twitter for a while just to troll the left. I understand that completely. I've I've never been I've never been the troll. That's not it's not been my thing at all. I mean, you've been on social media for years and years. So and years. have you. <laughs> That's very true. My Twitter account dates to 2010. It's almost as old as mine. Yeah. 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 Do you remember what I what my username was back then? No. Don't follow me. Right. <laughs> it worked. It didn't. I had eight followers. Oh blimey! Within weeks of creating an account called, I think it was, I think it might have been as short as "Don't Fall," and then, as in the the actual handle, and then "Don't Follow Me" was the was the name. Right. And then obviously that's like a red rag like the red to the button, Twitter ball, yeah. and so people just started following me. It's like, um, but I used it back then as a newsfeed. That was it. Was I was struggling? Well, we we talked about RSS. Uh, I, I was struggling with getting up to date. Um, uh, alerts, if you like, of uh, of news stories, um, and so I was following. Oh, it makes me makes me squirm thinking about the people I was following then. You know, people on the BBC <laughs> when they were posting their stories. Um, but this was this was some time ago. Uh, but yeah, I I never actually started using. I certainly didn't send a tweet mm. until about what ten years later was it? Yeah, Something about like about about two years ago sure. and then did it I did it for about a year about a year a year and a half I think that was my Twitter um, experience um, I've almost got as many followers now on Getter as I had right. um, or have I think they're still there um, on on Twitter um, I mean you still you still use it to because occasionally you'll you'll send me a message saying yeah nice tweet so oh, you, no, that's my lurking yeah that's what I mean but you still but use it to, to view Yes, but not with my account. I'm not logged in. Ah, okay. Very, very deliberately. Right. I am. It's a. Do you know what? It's a faff. Okay. It's a faff because Twitter want you to log in to your account and they want you to register. So they make it as difficult as they can for lurkers like me. So what I have to do is I have to open up. Uh, I'm on a VPN on my phone anyway, obviously, um, but I have to open up uh, uh, whatever the term is for whatever browser, in private browsing. Porn mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, incognito. Incognito is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, in order to load up um, either your feed or um, a few others that I, that I in quotes, follow. But this is very unofficial following. This mm. is I've got your URLs and I go to them and I scroll down and have a look and see what's going on. Um, but I do it with a few choice people uh, at varying intervals. So like Zuby, for example, mm. I might only check his stuff like once a month or something. I mean, I, I, I love his, I love his tweets, but I don't need to see his stuff all the time. And yeah. if something, if you, if you tweet something amazing, I'll probably send then it to you. somebody I know will exactly will post it. Um, so I'm having to do that because if you don't do it in in private, then um, Almost within seconds, you're blocked from viewing anything with a full screen modal saying, you've got to sign in. Mm. Um, so the only way I'm looking at your feed is if I choose to go from a saved you know, bookmark, essentially, on my, on my browser. Right, right. Anyway, um, I wanted this, this time I wanted to talk about, so I've, I've made a few predictions. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to go through those. Um, right. And so are you, 
Are you are you done with all other social media platforms now? Is that is, is is that it? Are you? I mean, you said you might go and try Getter again if they fix some bugs, but I mean, you're gonna you're gonna try Truth or True or whatever it's called, Truth Social. What's is, is that? Trump's? That's Trump's when it when it comes. That's that's this month. That's, is it? It's supposed to, to be February. To be honest, I'll probably go on that because I do miss yeah. him on Twitter because he was just such good comedy value. So I probably will. I probably will go on that. Before you move on, I think I just want to say I like that we are in a situation where there is genuinely some variety, some competition now. And and it's not just amongst the um I don't know what to call them really, the the kind of the, the, these are kind of micro blogging. Yeah. Uh, but ah. also the video and audio. I know I know what you get. Well, you... because since we recorded, there's been more happening on um on the Spotify front with Joe Rogan. Uh, very specifically, this will age the podcast you know, quite well. The the chief exec or president or whatever is the head of Rumble posted on uh, on Twitter today uh, a letter, like an open letter to Joe Rogan, saying, "Come over to Rumble. We'll give you a hundred million dollars over four years, and we'll stand by you no matter what. You know, come and join the, you know, the free speech platform, or whatever." What a genius bit of PR! A really, really canny move because it makes them seem big. It's a, re- it's a, it's a, you know, even even if Joe Rogan doesn't go for that, it's just going to make them seem like a like a big player. The tweet I, I remember. So you 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 um you messaged me yes. saying, "Have you seen this?" Um, earlier today. So obviously you must you must have been lurking or somebody sent it to uh, you. No, or... I, I, that was on Telegram. Right. Okay. Yeah, so the, so the one or two Telegram things I still have. I'd lit- it was literally a thirty seconds earlier because I was scrolling my Twitter feed. Right. And I looked at that and I I just retweeted. I thought this is amazing. Um, I thought I, I couldn't think of a quick witty comment, so I just retweet the standard retweet, and then suddenly a message pops up from you saying literally, literally like you oh, know, really while you're on the phone. scrolling saying have you seen this um when i retweeted it it was just over four thousand retweets because it was only like in the it was only about 10 15 about minutes half an old. hour yeah chatted with you for a couple of minutes and you said it's uh this this will go viral so i said well it has already thinking that it already had like four thousand checked it again over six thousand and that in was like in a what, couple of minutes. minutes yeah yeah um well we should probably go and see what it's doing now but I've already seen um, articles written about it. Sure. Which was obviously the next thing. I've seen mm. Substack articles written about it. I've seen uh, Zero Hedge has written, uh, written about it. Um, so it's going to get traction. All those people who may have heard of Rumble, but you know maybe weren't consuming an awful lot on there, if anything at all, will now hear about it. Or if they've never heard of it, they'll be checking it out, won't they? Exactly right. But you've got video sharing platforms, Rumble, BitChute... Odyssey, you know, non-YouTube uh, sites. Um, then you've got um, the the other more micro-blogging and you know, posting and thread kind of kind of ones. But I just I just love that there are these instances now. And I know we talked about this in the last podcast, but the fact that that that's like capitalism at work, you know, properly proper competition, it's proper meaning, market, proper marketplace, proper market forces where. They're bidding. They're, they're, there's a bidding war essentially there between you know Spotify and um, and Rumble, um, where if Joe Rogan felt like I, I, I don't know him, I don't know whether he does at the moment, but it's an interesting situation where, to my knowledge, seventy of his previous podcasts have been removed by Spotify. There, I think no, there's more than that. There was something like seventy on one day. Is it as much as 100 I saw? So, yeah, I, I heard it was like 100 and 110 or something. So 
if you're Joe Rogan, what are you what are you thinking right now? Um, yeah, I, I, it's. I mean, I don't know what his contract is, obviously, but it's because he's he, he effectively I didn't counsel himself, but he removed himself from, from YouTube before he was sure before he was. I, to be honest, I don't think YouTube would have kicked him because he was just so popular. Yeah, well, you, you think that he'd have been able to post videos of him and Robert Malone? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. But I that, think I think they would have just can't yeah, deleted individual videos. They wouldn't have cancelled his entire channel or whatever. They would have mm. just stopped certain ones. It's it's yeah, it's it's interesting though because he is so big and he gets millions and millions of viewers. So yeah. the amount of adverts, the amount of ad revenue they they must make off of him or they yes. must have made for every single video. But this is this is the Spotify thing. Spotify are making millions mm. off of him. And they're they're not going too hard yet. I'm, I'm waiting to see how how much they bend over uh, at the moment. Um, obviously, the, the latest thing is um, the offence archaeologists have now gone to work. And you wonder again, the the stuff they found about um, Joe Rogan, uh, the little compilation of stuff like, has that been there ready? Is this is this like the, again the equivalent of the Whip's office? They've got they've got their book of infractions. Uh, ready, ready to go for when when it's time to try and take down Joe Rogan, re- release this video. Do you think? You know, do you think this stuff was pre-prepared? It's very professional how it's all coming out. Yeah, I, it, I I think so on the basis that it's happened quite soon after you know he was in the news anyway. So I, yeah. I imagine they were waiting for something. Choose the right moment. Wait a significant period of time, but not too long after the first yeah. thing, where it's kind of. That it doesn't distract from the first thing, but it's still in people's minds. Exactly. Then release the build, second thing. Build momentum. So yeah, yeah I think that's what they're, but what they're doing. The, the the fact yeah, Rumble. I I am now going to be positively affected by that announcement from Rumble in in their direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna be much happier to consume stuff on Rumble. In fact, I'm gonna probably seek out things on Rumble as a result of of them saying. No, we'll have you. <laughs> we'll have you. You can put all of it. And they even said we'll put you can put all of your even even the ones that they've deleted. You can put all of them on there. I mean, that's it's such a simple statement, mm. but uh, that that gives me some hope. Yeah, me me too. Should we move on to the predictions? Yeah. Well, that's so, all about hope. I've got yeah. So I've got well, um, so, some of oh. <laughs> some, oh, you're going to do a me now? With your no, predictions. no. I'm, I'm I'm trying to hang on, hang on. I'm trying to be realistic. Masks here. will be gone by October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> not all of my predictions have come true. In fact, some of some of these might, you know. Um, but I think these these are probably better predictions. Okay. And you'll have to let me know afterwards whether you agree or disagree. Are you? Can I ask at this early stage? Uh, what kind of time frame you're making these predictions, or have different ones got kind of different, roughly different times? Are you, are you talking months, years, decades? Yeah, they're, they're different, different, different time periods. Okay, different time periods. So the the first one, this is quite an obvious one. Lots of people will jump on the bandwagon, as in you which know, one? Well, so there've been lots of things out recently um, where the tide seems to be turning, and I think in time, and this will be quite a long period of time, but in time. You'll talk to people, and they were always against lockdowns. Oh, that's, that's that. already happened. You know, and it, but it, it'll, be, it'll be like everyone was in the French Resistance. Or, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, or you know, you go to try and find a, a Nazi in Germany after the you know after the Second World yeah. War, it'd be very hard to find, or a communist in Russia. It, it will be like that. So quite quite an obvious one. Um, move, moving on, these are, some of these are uh, a, a little bit so. Uh, 
Can I can I just stop you before you you start on that one? Okay. Because I think lockdown is an easier one for people to switch sides on. But what I am really interested in is when it turns to the vaccine. Because I think that one's going to be a, a more I've got, difficult. I've got I've got more on this. I've got more, more on vaccines. Sell. Yeah. Okay. In fact, tell you what, let's 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 skip let's skip the order. So um, I think centrists will do something slightly different. Although oh, I've got yeah. I've, I've kind of updated that. Slippery centrists. Yeah, so what I did write was centrists will maintain they were always right that restrictions were needed but no longer. Yes. So that was that was my initial prediction, but I think I think it's it's going to be slightly different now. Have you heard of that the um Johns Hopkins study? Yes. Um so basically Ivy League University has you know have I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's like absolutely part of the establishment. Sure, um, but they've they've done this study and they've uh, they're kind of asserting that lockdowns may have saved a few thousand lives, but they've killed like a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, but that, and that's, that's outside all the economics as well. Yeah. Um, so so now you know from a major university that's not really on our side has said that lockdowns were a bad idea. Yeah. So an, another prediction I think is that lockdowns didn't work because they weren't harsh enough. You know the um, uh, the Brett Weinstein sort of. We need a real, really harsh. You know, we'd have we'd yes. have locked down. You know, really hard at the we'd beginning for two or three people. weeks. If we'd have yeah. stopped the entire country for three weeks. Did, that would have worked. Is, I think that's going to come. This is the same as the people who couldn't understand why um, didn't shut the borders. Hmm. Uh, and well, <laughs> you only have to look at Australia uh, to to see that that doesn't work forever. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose this is where I think I think you're right. Your prediction is right, but I think it's going to be a subset. I think we're going to start seeing a fracturing mm. of these groups because those I'd put down on in the in the category of the double downers. Yeah, the FBPE kind of mob. These these <laughs> they, people. They just of course lockdowns didn't. Of course up. lockdowns didn't work. They weren't hard enough. Yes, N- not everyone did them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and and they'll they'll always find and, and something some, some to people blame. like you and I ignored them. So yep. we must have been super spreaders, even though we never had it, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, and, and it, it will be interesting to see how many people go down the, the FBPE route, or, you know, you've got like your, kind of your, your other Remainers, you know, this, there was like a bit of a split there, where there were some Remainers who thought, you know what, let's just make the best of it, and it's going to be a bit like this. Yeah, the, the, whether they're going to accept that lockdowns were a bad idea, and look at the, you know, we've got, as, you know, it's kind of empirical evidence now. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of common sense, and and I, I, you know, you and I have been saying this for ages, um, and I didn't need this to feel feel vindicated, but it is quite nice when even the opposition is so obvious that they have to admit it. Yeah, you see, I, there's various categories here, and not I don't mean people. There's lockdowns, there's masks, and there's vaccines. I like the I like my kind of top three, mm. as in they've got. They've got a narrative all to themselves. Would you agree? Masks is different from lockdowns and they're both different from vaccines. And I suppose masks and vaccines share a certain thing, which is kind of supposedly all about, you know, I remember the guy from the CDC saying, holding up his mask saying, this is my vaccine, <laughs> you know, because it was about he, protection. No, he said, about, he, he, he went with my he said, this is better than yeah. a vaccine. Better than well, and it's better than those vaccines. Yeah, in that it doesn't kill you. So you know he had a point. But I, what I, I suppose my point is, 
even if the lockdown narrative crumbles, that doesn't mean the mask one will. That's or interesting. It'll so, take do you, different, so do you think? Path. Do you think because lockdowns are, are now proven to be catastrophic, that people yeah. will pivot and I, will if, go if even anything, more yes. on masks yes. and more on vaccines? I, yeah, that's interesting. I think that's. I think that's likely, mm. and because I think there's a lot more. I hate to say it, idiots out there who are still wearing masks and who even though even though they've seen the uh, the number 10 parties and stuff like that for what they are which is evidence that it wasn't that dangerous and that they knew it wasn't that dangerous and that they knew it wasn't that dangerous still think masks must do something and what what I find interesting is the notion that they will take like a two percent, and they and they don't know they don't know what they're talking about when they say two percent. They don't know what that actually means. But it, they, what they think it translates to is, well, if if a uh, hundred if a hundred people do this, then two people will get saved. Is what they how they read into their two percent mask effectiveness or or something like that. Whereas it's not it's not that at all. But the but they're so blind to it. And they find it easy, and I think yeah, we've we've had this conversation before, which is, you know, we we really struggle with masks for all sorts of reasons, and but we're probably not in quotes normal, <laughs> and so you know, I I find it I find it you know stifling, and you know, I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting a hot sweat now even just thinking about wearing a mask, which is which is you know, I'm, I'm, there's lots of people that just just don't bat an eyelid, but I don't think it's necessarily an intelligence thing. I'd like to think it is, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I think it's more just you know hang-ups. Yeah, I had to I had to wear a mask the other day. What? I had to wear one. You traitor! I had no. Cho- honestly, I had no choice. You got to talk, talk to me about that. Well, so on, seriously, I, I was um, sweeping my garage, and you know how dusty these things get. <laughs> I, I just couldn't. Honestly, I was breathing, and I felt like I had the iron lung. So I just grabbed a neck gaiter and kind of wrapped it around my face and couldn't, wasn't breathing in all this dust. It was just, it was awful. Cause so I, what, what you're saying, I'm going to Kathy Newman now, is that you could see particles. Yeah, apparently these things, if you can see particles, like, you know, dust and, dust and bits of grit, now they stop those. Interesting. I, th- I think viruses are a little bit smaller. Can you see the COVIDs? I don't think so. Maybe that's why your mask worked for you. Yeah, I mean, in that instance, it did work. You know, they they do make a difference when you've got, you know, particles that you can see. Um, But yeah, viruses, I don't think so. Should we move on to vaccines? So I... I think we should, but I'm going to just interrupt you briefly to show you this bottle. Now, fans of the show will know that we are whiskey bores. That's not scotch. No, this is my new gin. Now... I am the gin drinker. You're normally. the gin drinker, and I remember you pouring me a gin one you know, many moons ago on a podcast, and me basically not liking it. Well, I, but you yeah, did me a gin tea. I did, and I put lots of lime in it. I think because I like a real citrusy gin and tonic, and I didn't realise until afterwards you're not a massive fan of citrus in general. So I think I probably well, killed it. So this is going to be interesting. I, I you see. I think it was other things going on and I don't have the words to describe the flavours that, right. that there were I mean quinin as well if you don't like quinin yes. then you're not going to like a gin that and tonic is, that is the one and so this I'm going to serve you neat wow like, you don't okay. normally drink gin neat but I, I occasionally do I, I've 
I've become somewhat of the um, unadulterated, uh, uh, what's the word, um, spirit drinker. Mm. Uh, that that's that's where I'm that's where I'm heading at the moment. It's, well, so I can I can I should make you a martini because a, a martini oh, is yeah. two measures of gin oh, it, and then just a tiny tiny bit of vermouth and then that's it. So the the vermouth just adds a little something. Right. Although if you if you make a if you make a martini. Um, with nothing, that's a, that's a Churchill because he couldn't stand vermouth. But what he used to do is he used to have a bottle there and he used to glare at it, <laughs> unopened, and, and say, "I'm not, I'm not opening you. I'm just going to have my gin." So he used to have, a, he'd call it a martini. It was basically just pure gin. Right. Okay. And then I think it was Noel. Was it Noel Coward who used to? He didn't like it either. So he used to, you know, pour his gin in his martini glass and wave it in the general direction of Italy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that was his martini. So we're going to have like kind of martinis now, right? So I bought this is this is local. Okay, this is a new local like micro distillery. Right. Okay. I didn't know they. Uh, how local? Well, so um, this is from uh, Sacral Farm. So really, so really local. Then I thought. Think, yeah. I was thinking like Cambridge Way or something like that. No, 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 no. no. This is Sacral Farm. So this is just a few miles from where we are. Wow. Uh, so that is on the border of the A47 and the A1. Okay. And the reason I'm even mentioning that is because they've named their two new gins, uh, these small run, small batch gins. Uh, they've gone. They've gone Roman. Okay. They've named them after local Roman roads. Okay. And so this one here is called. Ermine Street, ah, okay, right. which is a good chunk of the uh, of the A1, uh, and which, which again stones throw from here. We we you know, we live quite close to there. And I, I love going on those really straight bits. And it's not just the A1. You know, if you're going to if you're going to Cambridge, we're going round um, Papworth and places like that. There's some sure. really straight bits, and that's all Ermine Street. And they've got another one. I tried both in their shop at the weekend, and they've got another one called Foss Way, which is another. Yeah, another famous Roman road that's not too far away from here either. Uh, but this one's proper local, so this is this is Ermine Street. Fossway is that towards Leicester? Uh, it goes, yeah, it goes it goes across. I think it goes west to east a bit more. Yeah, um, bear with. Did you open? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to pour you this. What I've been what I've been after. You you mentioned martinis. Okay, just going to give you just give you a little, little bit. We okay. can always we can always have more. Um, do, you ever, do you ever shake it over ice? Um, I, this, I'm very new to this. Right. I'm very new to this. But what I have been doing, after some tutelage from you, um, is uh, making the odd Vespa. Ah, okay. Right. Uh, and so the last couple of uh, little uh, get-togethers I've had, I've been, I've been, I've been making Vespas for my uh, for my guests uh, and enjoying that rather. Which is the this is the the original Bond. Martini. Sure, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't. So that the, the uh, can't get the original e- either. Gordon's has been watered down. Well, yeah. So Gordon's back in the day was was a, a high quality gin. It was quite. Uh, it was a lot stronger than it was now. And uh, have a sniff. Have a sniff. Oh yeah, it does. That smells, that smells good. But there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of lemon coming through. Nice coming through on here. Now I've been after. So and now when I'm when just I'm out, sorry, just before I, before I forget. So the um, in in the Vespa, it was yep. three measures of Gordon's, or yep. uh, you can use a like, Tanqueray or some other strong gin. Um, one measure of uh, vodka and half a measure of Kina Lillet, and they don't do that. I, I've, I've been exist. using yeah. Lillet Blanc, yeah. Um, but apparently, there's one called I think it's called Gotchi Americano. 
uh, which is supposed to taste right. more because it, was, it wasn't even a vermouth. It was like a dessert wine. It's like all right. sorts of wrong. Yeah. Um, but it just yeah, it goes it goes goes well together. And I think in in the book as well, I can't remember if he says it in the film. In the book, he gives him vodka made of potatoes. And he says, look, if you'd have used a grain vodka, that would be even nicer. But and I can't, I can't remember the French phrase you use. It, it's, it's, it's their equivalent of let's not split hairs, ah. but it's let, uh, let's not bugger flies. <laughs> in whatever that is in French, in French. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. Um, Excellent. So I've been on, I've been on the hunt for for a gin for making vespers. Right. But I tasted this. This. This reminds me of a Vespa with the with the lemoniness already kind of already there. You know, you put a slice of lemon in, you really well, yeah, bring the, it the, out. The, the trick is when you so the, the the slice of lemon doesn't do too much at all. What it is is you have to zest it over the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the zest falls down yeah. and that that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a bit lemon grassy or something. I really like this. Hmm, that's not too bad. And to me, this is a lovely, lovely drink just to sip. And I don't, I don't want anything with that. Yeah, I think that'll be nicer, a little bit colder. Right. Okay. Fair so enough. you can have it. So this is. I've got rocks. Yeah, we could try that. Rocks. This is. Uh, this is. Keep talking. This is neat. Okay. Um, so when you when you have a drink and you just pour it out, that's neat. Straight up um, is uh, where you shake it over ice. And, uh, and you pour it out so it's nice and cold, that's straight up. You can have drinks on the rocks, which is normally on ice, but I think Nick is going to actually bring proper rocks. So these are those little kind of granite cubes or stones that I'm going to have to just keep, keep talking. Now I've got some, um, uh, some bullets that I have. Um, come on. Yeah, actual, actual rocks. I've got some bullets that I sometimes put in, uh, in, in, in bourbon or something. Sorry about the noise. I found them. Right. Okay. Right. Hopefully, these are, people these are still here and not bored. Have a couple of those. Thank you. God, these are huge. I've, I've actually I've run out of gin. It must be good. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so I think that'll be nice if you just, you know, kind of chill it a little bit more. I mean, you can always put, if that's quite, depending on the alcohol content, you could probably even put that in the freezer. So or you could keep it in the fridge. 40%. Yeah, that'll probably, that'll probably stay uh, stay okay in your in your freezer. Or not, just keep it in the fridge. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. Anyway, uh, that's nice. local gin, my first my first proper gin. Mm. Uh, and uh, and a local one from the Neen Valley. We'll have to try try Vespa with that. Yes. Um, I'll bring, I've got some, I've got some really nice vodka. Um, I've got some. I've got some. So, Cattell One, which is like a Dutch vodka, which is particularly good for martinis. It was like designed right. for martinis. And I've got some Beluga vodka from Russia, which is very. I mean, that's nice on its own. Um, I think that would probably go well with Noily Pratt. Um, got some that down there. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. There's Dolin, which is another one with that. That's quite overpowering. You'd like a probably like a, a gin with a stronger thing because that's sure. quite. That's quite. Uh, um, it's quite light and easy to drink, isn't it? You can yeah. just knock that back. Yeah. I think it might get overpowered by the Dolin. Okay, but we'll, we'll give I'll, it a go. I defer to you. Sure. Shall we move on to vaccines? <laughs> Always. Right. So I've got a couple of predictions on on, on vaccines. Um, the first one, and, and this is actually related to what you've just said. I think it will be spun that the vaccine saved us. That you know, I think the people people who've got jabbed will be so trying to cling on. So I mean, this might get okay, so proven they, wrong in the long term. Right. So I was going to say, can you just qualify the they in this bit? Yeah, because obviously there's what 
there's what media stories come out and then there's kind of rank and file people i i think even the rank and file people who who have been jabbed uh, will want to want to just the you know the cognitive distance of wanting to reassure themselves that they made the right decision i think they will mm. they will cling on to anything that, that that says i'm i'm not sure and i think the reason is that all countries that have been you know boosting themselves silly i mean you just look at israel fourth doses to to everyone or gibraltar and and the and the and the death rates are you know are, are skyrocketing and the the fact that and it is a fact it is an absolute fact that you're more likely to get omicron if you've been triple jabbed or quadruple jabbed um compared to being unvaccinated it's 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 too much isn't it i i almost get if if the double jabbed who resisted the booster I can almost get that they might have an argument looking at the way that the the curves of, of infections went. And I don't believe these stats particularly, but I could see how they could go, do you know what? My two jabs, that was the right thing to do. But I stopped before. <laughs> we call these vaccine centrists. <laughs> yeah. These yes, are the people yes. these are the people that um that they didn't go extreme. I'm not I'm not I'm not taking all of them, okay? I took I took the right amount. I was careful, I was intelligent, I took the right amount vaccine centrism and that these people will say this is the way that we needed to get out of this two years but now that it's gone to work on no no no, you can't go any further vaccine centrism i like that because i was thinking that even when it's clear that they didn't work and they had many side effects vaccinated people certainly by the media they'll be made out as those who took the risks and made sacrifices for us all oh yes and i think vaccinated people will start acting like they died on the cross for our sins (laughs) It was always obvious that there were risks. I think they've already done and, that. And, and I, I, I took the risk. I'm, I'm, I'm see, I've already seen that. I've already seen that. And, that. and that came around within the last six months as we went into this autumn and winter when, who's the guy who kept shouting, you're afraid? <laughs> oh, the guy. He was, he the was literally shouting from an ivory tower, wasn't he? It was like yeah. his penthouse above yeah. Central Park that was worth yeah. like probably... 10 million or something but you see i think i think that was the time when that happened i think that was when they're saying like we're the ones who who did take the risk they acknowledged that there were some side effects but look what i did i still came out the other side and i took one the the, the taking one for the team i suppose is the angle yes you're you're saying here and so i kind of think i actually think we're on the back end of that I, I hope so. I, hope, I mean, I'm, I'm really hope I'm wrong with with with, with a couple of these. Yeah. Um, I mean that that whole the whole you're afraid that just made me chuckle. It's like mm. hanging, you're afraid of air. Mm. You're literally afraid of air. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. I've got one more. So this this one this is another one that I, that I've updated. So I wrote down: businesses will discriminate against vaccinated people as they'll need more time off sick. Right. Right. So I, I think if, if people are, if, you know, businesses, are, you know, potentially can, you know, they can discriminate against vaccinated or against unvaccinated people now. So you think that will... I think that it might turn the other way. The other way. And, and, you know, vaccinated people will, even if they're In not getting the benefits. side effects. Yeah, even if, they're not, even if they're not getting the side effects, they'll need to keep perhaps keep getting jabbed. You know, again and again, because they'll be dependent, and they'll they'll need you know they'll, they'll need to take a couple of days off sick every time they do that. If they're getting jabbed every two or three months, and then suddenly, 
you know, it's going to be clear that unvaccinated people are a lot more fitter and healthier and have generally less time off sick than vaccinated people. So I think it could go the other way. Or at least they'll try. I think I think that's a really interesting one. And I think we need to distinguish between big companies and small companies here. Are you are you predicting that there'll be some high profile big brands that will would you would you I want to talk about this stuff or would I, you want to no, keep it? I, under I don't your hat? I don't think the big brands will do it because they'll be afford they'll be able to afford to take there. I think it's more small to medium term businesses. And that's where I was getting at. I, I just I can't see I can't see anyone. If you're if you're not making millions and you're struggling to to you know to keep everything going, you need people who are going to be in work. Yeah, exactly. And if someone's going to take a lot of time off sick, yeah. Um, you know, you and and then you've got someone you've got someone who's vaccinated, and someone who's unvaccinated, and they're both the same. You're going to take the unvaccinated person, aren't you? Because they're going to be fitter and healthier. Um, they're not going to take as as much time off sick. Um, I think you're going to see that happening. And there's, this is following on from that. So there's, there's a, I heard today, and I did a little bit of research. And this, there haven't been any court documents released about this, but the lawyer in this particular case in France has gone onto Facebook and, and, and posted about it. And there've been lots of kind of other articles, none in the mainstream media. But apparently, there's, there's been a case in France where an insurance company is not paying out for a vaccinant, and this guy oh. was insured for millions. Now a couple of a couple of things. One of them is the term vaccinant. Well, so their one of their arguments was that uh, COVID has never been a critical disease. Well, it was like a few days in this before the main lockdown on twenty third of March twenty twenty that the government of the UK was it uh, took it away from the the definition of high consequence. High is not a no longer a high consequence. That page still exists. You can find the release that says. It's like it was. It was the something of March. This is no longer a high consequence. Yeah, so it's, it's something like that, isn't it? It, it isn't a critical disease, and they're they saying that you voluntarily took an experimental yes. jab, and they're treating it like a suicide. Like suicide. It, come, it comes under suicide because you knew you knew the risk. You knew it was experimental. You yes. took a you took a risk that could have killed you. It did kill you. Therefore, we're not paying out. You, can, you see, that's a difficult one. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with um, the categorization of. The same as suicide. No, but it's in it's but in, it's in, in the same group. Why. In the legally, you, I get. Yeah. So if you do something really stupid by your own hand, like you know, it's uh, it's, it's more of a misadventure. Yes. I yeah. see. I would it's call like it if misadventure. You, if, you, if you get drunk and go to the top of a building and fall off, yes, that's your own fault. They're, they're treating it like that. I mean, that, 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 I'm getting the term right there. I think, aren't they? That's that's misadventure. I, I think so. Like yeah, if you it's, it's overdose, been, it's been 25 years since I've like, studied law. Yeah, like if you like if you overdose, as in you're having fun and you overdose, mm. not you overdose because you you know want to hurt yourself. Um, that's misadventure. So yeah, I the I remember early on in um, vaccine times where people were saying, "Oh, check your insurance, check you know check these things um, because they might not they might not cover you," and. Um, and I never did because I never needed to because I was never going to take one of these things. Um, but I kind of wish wish that I had. Obviously, there's been reports since just before Christmas that big actuaries are you know looking at the data. These are people who've, who've got data going back hundreds of years. Insurance companies have been around for a long time because it's a good idea, yeah. Um, and it's a it's a proper private sector way of of helping you out, 
uh, and providing a safety net, if you will, <laughs> for, for certain things that you choose to insure against. Um, but there's been all these all these numbers of uh, uh, coming out of the insurance actuaries showing the amount of deaths way above normal. So I can imagine, what, what's an insurance company going to do at that point? They're going to try not to pay out. I mean, an insurance company must always try not to pay yeah, out. But I, I, find the loophole. You know, in some cases, you see these cases where they're trying to find loopholes and you think, hang on, that's not that's not on. Yeah. In this case, I'm, I think I'm with the insurance companies. It's like, if you I'm took totally something stupid, you take an experimental jab... How not... else are you going to teach people? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think the insurance companies is, is a, you know, I don't think they're the bad guys. Um, no. I just wonder why... Why hasn't that been a thing since... I mean, we've, we're over a year into this debacle. I'm talking about vaccines specifically. How how did they get away with it? How, have the insurance companies just been... I mean, they, they are very specifically averse to risk. <laughs> Their entire business is about being averse to risk. So... The, the people working there, the people in charge of that, were they not thinking, hang on a minute, if everyone takes this, this untested, rushed through treatment that's never been done on humans before, maybe there'll be a big spike in deaths and we don't want to lose all our cash? I think they'll have done the research and they'll only, when it gets to a certain tipping point, they'll say, okay, enough. And they'll be able to say, right, okay, this is it, we're no longer paying. Well, so do you think they have been paying out? I think I have been paying out, and I think it will get to a point where they don't. And I think I think early That's on, interesting. doesn't uh, that set precedent though? Or the, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's, there's a, it's not like a legal thing. No, it's just if, you know, if they, if they if they paid out voluntarily before, it doesn't mean they have to pay out every single time. Yeah, you know, they do a deal with somebody or whatever. So I, it's I think not fair, but yeah, I think they'd probably. Um, but yeah, but what is fair than paying totally. out forever? You know, it's um, well, they won't be able to. They bankrupt themselves. No, for sure. So um, I, I, I think I'd have probably done the research earlier on, you know, what if, what's the number that we need to get to in order that we can't do this anymore? And they'll know that. And then but why, get... why didn't they just do it from the start? Or do you think that's the, it'd have been really, that's really... the powers that be influence on them to make sure that they didn't call a warning flag on this really early on? Or, or the market, you know, really bad PR. You know, so many people are taking the vaccines. If they'd have been seen as being anti, anti-vax. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the powers of be. I thought you meant the vice wielders. No, I did. I did. The the vice wielders influence on the insurance companies to make sure that they didn't. Wave no, the I, red I don't flag. think so. I, I, I think they were probably thinking if we if we if we are seen to be anti-vax, we'll lose business other, in, in another way. And there's a number that mm. we need to get to. So we need to we need to be pro-vax to a point. Okay. So that, yeah, going back to what we're talking about competition and and, and markets. So. The, the actual application of market forces there, even related to the potential influence that they could get from other uh, uh, vice wielders and, and other high ups. Uh, but at the end of the day, they need to make sure they, they make money. And there's a purely a calculation. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how quickly the question are you vaccinated against COVID nineteen? Will appear on the forms oh. when you fill when you fill in. You go, you you apply for some yes. life assurance or anything like that. We should are try you, that. Are you vaccinated? Yeah. Because people will be going, oh yes, I am. I'm going to tick this, thinking it's I'm going to get cheap premiums. Premiums go premiums up. going to go up. Well, it's like we've all done it. We've all done it. You go and get your car insurance or whatever, and you and you requote selecting and unselecting certain things. Sure. Or changing yeah. pro- changing profession does a huge thing. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. That's exactly one of the uh, examples. Um, and then the problem is, is the professions never match what you actually do. So you do have to do that uh, in order to try and find one. And you obviously you're incentivized by money to find the cheapest profession that's just, that you can argue that you are mm. <laughs> short of, you know, outright lying. Um, so we all know that there are there's an algorithm behind it, and you're absolutely right. We should go and check. We should go and check a life insurance form and see whether that has actually yeah so it'll be interesting to see if that if the question is is on there and then how it affects the the other thing right so i remember getting some um some advice uh i mean i i, I remember getting some in uh, financial advice back when like buying my first house yeah went to a uh, an ifa to sort out everything from mortgage to life insurance to everything um and then visiting the same one again like a good 10 years later uh, and I'm saying, right, in terms of life insurance, you might be better off keeping this old policy for as long as you can. And if you if you need extra coverage for things that didn't exist, for you know, new stuff where there's been improvements or whatever, you, you take out a new ins- insurance policy because the point is your old one will cover things that the new one won't. And the new one will cover things that the old one won't. Um, Things that are now considered treatable, like heart disease and things like that, aren't going to be covered in your new insurance because they're going to say, no, you should be looking after yourself and we can just, you know, pump you full of drugs and, you know, whatever. Whereas the old one, everyone was still dying of heart attacks. So if you have heart attacks, they're going to pay out on the old old premium Um, and and stuff like that. So... um, I thought that was that was really interesting. Obviously, they do update the list of uh, diseases and ailments and all this kind of stuff that uh, that you're covered for. That is that is a really interesting segue into. I've got I've got a, a few more things to to go through. N- not predictions now, okay? Um, but I've been looking up again about all the things that could potentially give you a heart attack. <laughs> you know, all, all the headlines because there've been, there've been more. Um, I think I know where you're going with this. So the. Um, <laughs> The shoveling snow one has come out come out again, uh, but this time in, in the UK, the, the, the mail on that's because snow's about to hit. I think, yeah, isn't of it? course, so of good. course. Yeah. There have been a few things. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what is interesting, just in general. What's your favourite? Uh, yeah. Or do you want to build up? Build no, up yeah, to your I'll, I'll come to it in a minute. Um, so the Express has, has run a couple, and so this this this, this poor chap, right? Um, they're, they're using some uh, some guy um, who's I think it's from Shutterstock or something. You know, these kind of stock images. Well, like a guy clutching his chest or something. Well, yeah, so he's doing it all wrong. He's clutching his chest, which you don't do. Yeah. That's the reason, you know, the reason you, you clutch your, your heart can't feel pain. So what it does is it refers pain to the nearest big limb, which is your left arm, which is why everyone clutches their, their left arm, because your heart is, although your heart is central, it's bigger on the, on the left-hand side. So you always clutch your left arm. Um, but he's there clutching his chest. And the first headline is, does skipping breakfast increase your risk of heart attack? <laughs> And this poor chap has skipped breakfast and had a heart attack. The next one, heart attack. The healthy diet that may increase your risk of having a... I saw this the other day. It's like... Healthy diet. I know. So the poor chap, he skipped breakfast, had a heart attack, gone to have this healthy diet, and he's had another heart attack attack again. Um, I mean, the clutching chest thing, I think is... It would it would be better for them. I'm I'm, I'm going on their... I'm saying if I was on their side of this... They should be doing the clutching the arm thing, or they should be doing. They should be showing an image 
with an overlay of someone with a red red heart or something on there. Because mm. the problem with the clutching chest thing is that is my that, that's myocarditis. That's pericarditis. That's that's the fo- all they need to do. They don't need a stock image. They just pick a footballer from last weekend and have them on there because that's what's happening on an almost daily basis. Yeah. So the the post pandemic stress disorder. It's, yeah. uh, it's come back again with the yeah. up to three hundred thousand people. Um, so there, there've been a few. There've been a few daft ones. Are these that, all heart related? These ones that yeah, you got? Yeah. Cannabis use. Cannabis use is is, is one. Yeah. Um, another diet one. Uh, pandemic stress and poor diet. Um, there's um, sports. Just general, general sports. Um, there's uh, al- too much alcohol. Um, could, could, Anything fun? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, the, 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 so this is an old one. There's, there's the kind of cold weather again. That's that's kind of making a, a bit of an a bit of an appearance. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of um, uh, a couple of really daft ones that I wanted to share with you. Even so, dafter than a healthy diet. Yeah. So this one from the Times. We've literally been told for the last forty years to have a healthy diet in order to prevent heart disease. Okay. Well, lonely older women. At greater risk of heart attack. What? According to the Times, you're a lonely old woman. <laughs> um, there, are, there are a couple of other 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 daft ones. So th- these are probably my my um, my two favourites. Okay, I'll, I'll end with these. So, energy bill price rise may cause heart attacks and strokes. <laughs> what like the shock of a yeah. bill? Well, okay, so they're they're um they're, they're doing this because energy prices are rising at the moment. Yeah. What what can we pick that's going to affect basically everybody that we can blame for heart attacks and strokes? How about bill rise? How about this one? Uh, this is the same have one you, as me. I'm have going, you got this one? I don't know. Watch out! Moving clocks. Yeah, for this an is hour. my best Could one. be dangerous moving, for millions move. for Brits with serious heart problems. That was the one I was going to end on. Moving the <laughs> clocks forward. <sighs> Beat me to it. Insane. Absolutely insane. And they're blaming anything. Again, moving the clocks forward—that's something that affects everybody. Yeah. So they're just picking picking something that's gonna that, that can affect anyone in the country because they know that anyone who's been vaccinated might just cark it at any point. Devoted football fans experience dangerous levels of stress. Oh yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Completely. But I think I mean look, we're finding that funny. They are funny. But they are massively sinister, and the idea there's there is no other way of looking at this. Okay, it is tr- they, they are they are trying. This this is not just one media outlet. It's not like no. not like there's one publisher that has just gone nuts. This is this is all of them. It's trying to normalise the health problems that are caused by the vaccines, and that's that's just a fact. So. They must know. I mean, that, that's the thing I read from it. They must know. Of course. Of, and in, you know, we've talked about coordination before. And it's classic, oh, you're saying that there's someone pulling the strings at the top. And you came up with the, uh, the glorious phrase, vice wielders. Um, yes, it has to be. Because look at the evidence. Why would they be coming up with all this stuff that's never been reported before, ever? And as, as I said on a previous podcast, it, they don't need someone explicitly telling them to do this headline. They are getting paid by the government um, hundreds of millions of pounds in advertising. <coughs> yeah. The government spends more than anybody else in advertising in the, in the British media. I'm sure it's probably the same in the US and elsewhere. 
um, they're spending more than, than than anybody else. They know they know that if they don't toe the line, uh, then that money is going to dry up and they could potentially go under. So it's, I, I think. Oh, but that, something like this, I think, <clears throat> I think this is, this is this has got to be someone leaning on someone saying you've got to you've got to like there's there's all of these health issues start putting out stories normalizing them yeah it could be you, you don't just naturally do that and you don't just copy the one next to you doing that you have to know well so these these people are you have to the, the owners of newspapers are going to be hobnobbing with Boris yeah. Johnson and people and he's yeah. probably just going to say look you know you you want to keep the money going do a do a headline on cardiac arrest or strokes yeah just anything you want sort it out these people have no soul no of course not I don't think they ever have I think it's now easier to expose them you know lots of people are saying oh it's worse now than ever before I, th- I think the media has all, always been terrible but I think now it's easier to expose them in the in the age of social media uh, it's it's yeah I, I I like the fact that people out themselves now the the term keep keep the receipts or whatever is is one mm. that's out there a lot now at the moment isn't it um uh go fund me and the truckers we haven't talked about that the 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 truckers in canada um i am i am watching with great interest at the moment and as of today we've got the the police in Ottawa arresting people who are you know giving them fuel well they're, ta- they're, ta- they're taking away the fuel and the propane as yeah. well so it's not ju- it's not just fuel for the um, no no it's so they can you know, keep warm and it's, cook it's, and it's, it's yeah so they can cook and so they can they can heat themselves and, and they, you know they run the generator and I, I find that fascinating and it's another reason why you know installing a generator at your house is a good idea and having an alternative fuel stock of some kind because i i think i think it's very revealing i think they feel in canada uh, and i mean the powers that be that they are losing that particular battle and so they've gone for energy very very early on i've only been there like a week or two and they're already trying to starve them out um of of energy and food and that to me is a little little pre-warning for what's going to happen to people like us next because it's we're getting into caged animal territory would you would you agree mm. the, the lashing out and the doing stupid Corn, things cornered animal i would say cornered yes yes uh, no that's exactly right so i think i think 2022 is likely to be the year of the whether it's power cuts, whether it's a cyber pandemic that causes power cuts or whatever, it's like those are the kind of things, if we're going to make a prediction, that I think are more likely to happen in the next, say, six months because of dying regimes. Yeah? Because they're going to... They're not going quietly, are they? So they're going down with a fight, which means that they start pulling out things that they would never have considered to do. They already pulled out releasing viruses and injecting people with bioweapons. It'll be interesting to compare us, as in Britain, to the rest of the world then, because obviously we have ended 
most restrictions sooner than sooner than others. Not all. No, I want to be course. very clear about hence, that because there's so many most. people are like, oh, it's all over now. It's like, no, it's not. Let but, alone the, the terrible laws they're bringing in on dis, you know, dissent laws. But aside, you know, compa- compared to other other countries, and speaking to about comparing with other countries, I, I saw some great videos of people bringing food and drink to the truckers, uh, particularly some uh, Polish immigrants. I saw um, who were saying, "Look, we have, we have, we know what communism is like. Um, and yeah. This is a dangerous road, um, so so we support you." Um, something else as well. I saw someone uh, tweet, uh, "Great idea, great idea," and that's everyone in Ottawa needs to get a jerry can and walk around with it. You don't have to go and give any fuel to anyone. You just have to have your jerry can because. You'll have police stopping you, and you'll have nothing. And they'll have it's it's like everyone wearing the same hats. They won't they won't they won't be able to tell who's got fuel and who hasn't. Yeah, if everyone's got jerry can, that probably won't work. Why? Because the the majority of people, the vast majority, I'm talking about like eighty percent or something, work for the government in Ottawa. So they're not gonna they're, they're gonna be less. Li- I mean, that would work, but they're gonna be less likely to 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 risk doing that. Okay, so the truckers are in the right place then. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, that other twenty percent—that's a huge number, though. In outright numbers. Yeah, but how how many of the twenty? I'm not trying to rain in your parade, but how many of the twenty percent? I'm saying it would that? work. It, oh, if it the, would. If, it if would. suddenly there were all the people out there all had a jerry can, the police can't stop everyone, can they? No, I just think if, if there was one place on earth where it wouldn't work, <laughs> then Ottawa would, would probably be. I mean, just get, going back to GoFundMe though. Um, do oh, well, that's what I wanted to bring up. Carry yeah. on. Carry well, on. well, no. So, so they uh, they raised millions, didn't they? They raised million or millions. Yeah, something like truckers. seven million um, US dollars, but something like eight or nine Canadian. Yes, I heard. I heard it was over eight. Yeah. Um, and they've said because I think that the rules that they they, they have said it it's now technically an occupation. I think that's how they that's spun right. it. Even though they funded occupations before. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's their discretion, of course. Um, so they're now not giving them any of the money, and they're going to distribute it to other charities. Um, which that is just unfolded very quickly, though, theft. didn't it? Theft. Well, and so I was, I was posting on Getter, not on Twitter, uh, when when that had first got announced, and then within hours it was, oh, okay, there's an update. You can, you know, request a, you can request a refund. Then a few hours later, okay, okay, we're automatically refunding everyone. Okay, they saw which way the wind blowing. But I was there posting, don't forget their first reaction was to take the money. Their first reaction was, we're just going to steal it. Yeah, and they only gave the refunds because of pressure. And what people what people are saying is that you need to do you need to contact your bank and do a chargeback because that'll cost them money because that will cost them money. So they've been fraudulent, and yeah. yeah, it will cost them ten to fifteen bucks. And if everybody does that, they'll go under. Yeah, it's a great idea. Which is which is what I would. I mean, I didn't I didn't pledge money because I'm I'm to be honest, I'm skeptical about this kind of thing. Yes. Um, so I, I would I would rather give money directly to some of these of Polish immigrants that, that I know are going to, you know, uh, are going to get it. But these, these huge, you know, when it gets to millions and millions, I'm really sceptical about. And then even, you know, things like, I'm not sure about GoFundMe, but I know just giving, take a cut yeah. uh, themselves. Because that was the thing I, I worked on when I, I was working as a contractor with Virgin Money. 
when they were doing Virgin Money Giving for the first time, you know, before it launched for the yeah. when they got the London Marathon, and their whole selling point was charities need to pay a one hundred pounds administration fee to get set up, and that covers the cost of getting getting set up. But then it was non profit after that. They, they literally they 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 would they'd, they'd take nothing, and that was the difference. Well, non profit is not taking nothing, but oh. We, we can get into that because well, yeah, we could run a non-profit. We would be very, very wealthy and not make a profit because we would be a cost. Whatever, whatever, um, whatever, whatever money you donated, yes, one hundred percent would go to the charity. Right. So it's probably beyond number. Yeah. Yeah, they're literally not not taking, yeah, not sure. taking anything. And that was but, their angle. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they they, they were sponsoring the the the, um, the London Marathon. And they were kind of doing that alongside that. And and Richard Branson. Yeah, to be fair, so look, this is this is all about you know we're using our, the infrastructure we've already got, of, and, of course, and, and the IT department the costs already are, abs- are, are being absorbed with the rest of the group. Yeah, but we're gonna this this is a pure you know yeah. we just want money to go to charity. Um, we can probably make all of that tax deductible as well. Probably, so, I'm the, sure, and and I'm sure there was a you know there was a marketing thing in that for us. Like, if we, if we, if we do this, then we're going to look really really good. So I'm not you know giant virtue signal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but whatever the reason, they were you know they, they were all 100 percent of the money uh, would would go there compared to you know yeah. all these other kind of giving platforms. But yeah, go, the original point is they outed themselves. GoFundMe mm-hmm. outed themselves, and I for one will never put any money into anything on GoFundMe ever again. And that is a good news story. Because well, we've got our lists now. We almost need to compile our own lists. Well, yeah, lists. but think how many. So the, 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 there are going to be millions of people, because I'm sure there were lots of small donations. Of course. So there'll be millions of people who will never... And Elon Musk. Who will, <laughs> who will never use GoFundMe again. Yes. But there will also be more millions of people like you and I who didn't use it for this particular... I mean, I've used it before, but I've um, used it before. Yeah, uh, you know, didn't use it for this particular time, uh, but will certainly never use it again. So that I'm, I'm, I, I hope they go under. Yeah. Um, well, it talks about going and blockading their HQ and stuff as well, which I also thought was a great idea. Oh, brilliant! What the truckers? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they were sharing. I, so I, I follow the truckers on um, on Telegram and on Getter. I do, but how many posts are there on Telegram? You oh, know, all you, the time. You, you've got to mute it. If you, yeah, you've I, I have. But it. if you, if you. If you leave it for an hour, there'll yeah. be like a thousand more posts potentially. It's, yeah. yeah, it's incredible. But the point is, you're getting that live, and this is that mm. important thing. You're getting unfiltered stuff from them live, um, and so you know what's going on. You know what they're, you know. I mean, these these are the organisers. But the point is, they managed to get fifty thousand truckers together, so they're good at organising. Um, but it's not just the truckers, is it? It's um, farmers as well. Oh, sure. Have you seen all of the um, tractors yep. blocking yep. places? Yeah, it reminds me of the French. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, when, when are they going to do... Right, here's the other point I want to make about the truckers. Now, I'm watching the truckers with great interest because it, it feels like... I know we've talked about tides turning and narratives crumbling and all that kind of stuff, but it, the truckers thing feels different. It feels bigger it feels like something it feels like a proper proper tipping point something they can't stop because there's not enough there's literally not enough police to to arrest or move these people on and they've literally got them parked heavy things that they can't move they can't bash them or push them out of the way it's not even if we were to go and dump our cars there they could be towed away well you could you and i could roll over a car yes we can't roll over a truck exactly so it's a it's a property, let alone tractors and, and the other big heavy heavy machinery. 
Um, so I think I think that's this is this is a turning point. I can't remember the other point I was going to make. That's annoying. I tell you, so I was going to make a point. Um, while, while you think about that, it's interesting how the people who purport to support the working man, the working class. I'm talking about the left here. Yeah. When you get a proper, you know, people power protest like this. Yes. And they're oh no 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 no. No would have been seen. Not those people. Not those tens of thousands of people. Have you seen anything from unions and union type people, or are they just quiet? No, deadly silent. Yeah, deadly silent. Like the uh, and just left wingers in general. Well, this is like the the my body, my choice folks over the vaccine, isn't it? They've just they've just gone mute. Yeah, and also they've stopped saying my body, my choice about abortions as well. Of course. That that was like you know it's that, that that's not said anymore. Yeah, it's absolutely not said. But I, I have I have actually I mean I've seen some left wingers who've been railing against it. It's like these are the guys that you know. These are this you purport to say that these are your people, and that you're about people power in general. And it's, yeah, if know, the, if these aren't the workers, then who are? Then who yeah. are? I mean, truckers keep. I mean, they keep everything going as well, don't they? Because yes. it's not it's not just the fact that they are blockading Parliament and causing an issue in Ottawa. What isn't getting transported? It's win win, though, isn't it? So if they arrest all the truckers, no one's going to deliver anything. Yes. And the truckers win. Yes. And if they don't, then no one's going to deliver anything because they're all there and the truckers win. So it's, it, it, is, it is win-win. I mean, that, I mean, we're talking supply chain shutdown, but that was happening anyway. The, the supply chain has been ruined by government you know, for the last two years. I have remembered the point I was going to make, and it was the time of year. Okay. Now, when do... Protests and riots normally happen. Oh, it's it's in it's it's in July. It's <laughs> glorious sunny weather. <laughs> yep, you've seen the shots in Ottawa right now. We're talking proper snow. Yeah, it's proper cold. I mean, everything would shut down over here. Over here, yeah, it, it would be like no that. one would go. Nothing anywhere. would happen. Yeah, yeah, because we just can't we just can't deal with it, and and we and we can cope with that for a few days a year probably not every year yeah th- these aren't these aren't fair weather black lives matter protesters are they? <laughs> no and that's why i think it's an important point is that they've come out not when it suits them they've come out because they have to now and also most of them are vaccinated as well this isn't this isn't some principled few no no that's why this it's is such is such a big thing. I can't emphasize that enough. This this excites me about the 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 awakening of, of people. Yeah, and also so one of one of the things I just I don't know I guess amuse is the wrong word, but if you could pick one group of people, one group of people, one say perhaps profession that you wouldn't want to piss off, <laughs> right? It would be the people that transported everything Everywhere, because you could you could make do without a, a, a you know a, a lot of different professions, um, you know it's. I mean, I would say that this is more important than healthcare. It's, this is you can you can do without healthcare for a long time unless you're particularly sick. You can't do without it's, food. It's fairly you can't do without food and without you know. It's, what it, but it's all stuff. Mm. I mean, it's so foundational. It's the it's the arteries, isn't it? It's 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 the entire system of movement. Of everything but people, and that everything is everything. Mm. We, we don't have a local uh, economy anymore, and and stuff doesn't travel by train. 
It travels by or truck. by boat, or, you know, we don't use canals anymore. It's, it's all truck. Mm. I, so, you know, we've been talking, not on the podcast, we've been talking about um, potentially uh, setting up our own uh, merchandise. Yes. For sounding board. Yeah. Uh, which I still think is a, great, is a great idea. And again, I'm not looking It'll to make it. It'll just be you and me. Exactly. It'll just be you I and me. I just want to take some photographs of us wearing some sounding board gear. <laughs> I doubt if anyone else, any of our listeners, is actually going to um, any, buy any. But what I did think, I've been thinking in the last few days, because there's, there's yeah, obviously there's stuff saying sounding board and whatever, and you know, our logo, our new logo and stuff on it, which would be really cool. And I think you and I should get some. Um, uh, and we can, we can make the shop basically... I'm basically for free. The costs are covered by anyone purchasing stuff, and, and you get it. So you and I could buy some merch of ourselves, and we wouldn't be incurring anything other than the money we put in like that. Um, but I've been thinking about other um, slogans and phrases, and even getting um, even getting my wife to come up with some designs, maybe um, for topical topical things. In fact, a bit now that I think of it, a bit like um, Dick Dellingpole did um, uh, for James Dellingpole's little store. Where they did early on, earlier on in the pandemic, they did things with barcodes on and sure. uh, loads of freedom-related, um, yeah, freedom-related stuff. Yeah, and... garb and everything. And it, it was the, <laughs> it was the like the comical virus going through a, uh, it's uh, like a fence, a chain link fence yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly, all all of that stuff. And Zuby's good with that as well because he got, he got banned for his his tweet. He got banned for a tweet that said "Okay, dude," when apparently it was a woman. He turned that into an entire brand. And he's got like caps, you know, um, yeah. beanies and t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. He's got like yeah. a, he made it into a record. Yeah, that was, that was that was almost like kind of. Do you remember when George Michael got caught? Oh, of course. And then yes. he released outside. It's like how yeah. to turn. Yeah, and and yeah. who was the other guy who did something similar? Um, Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. We got caught shagging in a in a lift, and then released Love in an Elevator. elevator. Yeah, so it's like, I have yeah. to absolutely turn yeah. it around, and get a number one hit. So, I, it's the, it's the truckers that have got me got me thinking that this is turning point stuff. And we need to do this now. If you, no, oh, t- tell me about it. But I'm thinking, truck you. That should be that should be the phrase. We can put an amusing picture of a of a truck or or something or something on there. But big big words, truck you. Yeah, I think we should do that. Truck this. I don't, there's, there's loads of those different ones you could do. Get trucked. I, I, I don't know. But anything that would make you turn your head and go, I know what they're talking about. And so I, I, I think that could be, as I say, it's not, it's not about making money. It's about, it's about awareness. <laughs> and I, I, I would wear something like that and I would want people to go, is that about the truckers? And as soon as they say that, you've got them. And sure, you know we, could, we could get it in like red with like stitching like the MAGA hats and yeah, exactly. Make <laughs> trucking great again. <laughs> the same people would, would, would wear it potentially. We could very quickly come up with a with a, with a shop. With yeah, some... we need to do this before we release this podcast so nobody else has this idea. Oh, they probably already have, but I you know I, I think we can do this. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, 
why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash sounding board. See you next time.